0: time enough at last
1: submitted for your
0: consideration to sci-fi fans sean majors and keith conrad re-watch the twilight zone from beginning to end it's like something out of that twilighty show about that zone what you're looking at is a legacy that man left to himself a decade previous he pushed his buttons and a nightmarish moment later he woke up to find that he had set the clock back a thousand years His engines, his medicines, his science were buried in a mass tomb, covered over by the biggest gravedigger of them all, a bomb. And this is the earth ten years later, a fragment of what was once a whole, a remnant of what was once a race. The year is 1974, and this is the Twilight Zone.
2: Episode number one twenty-seven of the Twilight Zone was "The Old Man in the Cave," and uh, Sean, this is—you know—it's it's definitely not on my Mount Rushmore, but I think we're 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 basically heading into, uh, you know, like the a, a point where the Twilight Zone was definitely firing on all cylinders.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, there's a. lot. <laughs> this is a really, really good episode. I I like it a lot. It's it, it's not the sexiest, but uh, this is this is one of my favorites.
2: Well, I think it definitely has a um, like a, like an outer limit sort of feel to it. Like I like I've always said that, uh, you know, like the Twilight Zone, there was like, you know, supposed to be like some sort of message there. And uh, the outer limits was more, hey, just look at this weird thing that happened. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and there's a lot here. You know, there's is religion an opiate of the masses? It, like, is religion <laughs> yeah. necessary? You know, I mean, there's there's a ton here. I there's a so many messages. I don't know what what breaks through. Uh,
2: I think uh, Sean being the first person to reference uh, Karl Marx in the uh, <laughs> in, in, in the podcast. I think we made or, you know, we made it to episode one twenty seven before that happened.
1: <laughs> Kierkegaard's next. Um, I but, you know or you know is religion necessary to you know. For lack of a better term, force people to be good. It's there's a lot going on here.
2: There is, yeah, and um, this is the uh, this is the return of James Coburn, who is kind of like all over the place in uh, in season four, actually.
1: Yeah, yeah. Pat Garrity makes a lot of appearances. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: so the episode is set in uh, in 1974, the far off, uh, far flung future of 1974, which. Uh, you know, isn't very optimistic for, of the Twilight Zone because they're, you know, I I don't think we would be led to believe that this is immediately after, you know, like like weeks after a uh, a, a nuclear war. It seems like people have been living in this condition for quite some time. So the fact yeah. that it was 1974, ooh, that's that's getting a little dark.
1: Yeah, it seems like the. Um... Uh, it, it seems like this is like 10 years later and, um, actually in 1963, it doesn't say what, um, I'm not looking at what month, but the, the doomsday clock that, uh, our, our nuclear scientists, uh, use as a, as a gauge on how close we are to nuclear Armageddon moved 12 minutes to midnight, um, after Which, the U S. So that was are, a good are, thing.
2: <laughs> aren't we
1: closer, uh, to, to.
2: Doomsday oh, we're we're
1: we're tons closer. The clock actually moved back to twelve minutes because it was uh, the U.S. and Soviets uh, signing the Partial n- Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. All
2: right, so now now I'm looking it up. Let's see. Uh,
1: I'm I'm sure we're like two minutes to midnight right now.
2: The Doomsday Clock is one hundred seconds to midnight.
1: Yeah, there you go. That, that <laughs> one point yes. six minutes.
2: And that was uh, that that was actually up to. Wait, wait a minute. This was updated in January of 2022, so this is before Ukraine. Wow. Uh, okay, that's a that that's a little scary, actually. That's terrifying. I, I mean, it's first not like it tells us anything we 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 didn't know, but
1: but no, they, of course not.
2: First of It'll, all, why haven't they updated it since?
1: That's a very good question. It looks like they're just doing it once a year. And the furthest away we were, were in, uh, was in, uh, 1991. I assume uh, after the cold yeah, war, 17 yeah, the, the, minutes,
2: the, the peace dividend, you know, it, it really paid off. Gosh. Um, that that's, uh, so yeah, I, I guess they're, they're doing it once a year, but that that's scary to think of where we would actually be if they, if they updated it today, which you'd think, you know, if you're the bulletin of concerned scientists, you'd think you'd <laughs> want to have like a big press conference. And, and say, hey, you know, we usually only do this once a year, but uh, there's some stuff going on, so we're going to go ahead and update this again.
1: I would imagine it's under a minute now, but hey, we'll find uh, out in two months. Yeah. Uh,
2: we we will, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. And, and at this point, it's 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 November. It's not like it's it's going to change all that much between now and and January when they do it again. Not you know, and you'll have uh, you'll have uh, uh, Tucker Carlson saying, you know, what 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 is it with these these liberal eggheads? Um, <laughs> you know, most people will be horrified. You'll have uh, you'll have some talking heads uh, uh, saying some stupid stuff. But that's that's about it.
1: <laughs> that's all that will happen.
2: Um, so I don't think that we ever actually find out where this is. It could be any town, USA.
1: Yeah. Um, I assume it's, it's somewhere. Yeah, actually. Cause, cause they, they mentioned Buffalo and Atlanta and then yeah. Chicago. So it, I don't it, know it's worse they're...
2: than it's worse <laughs> than the Simpsons movie where they are trying to say <laughs> where Springfield is. Yeah. Uh, my favorite moment and it comes like almost immediately. I think it's, it's the very uh, first scene of the, of the, the episode is like a, uh, like a horse drawn car like yeah <laughs> goes by the camera and and I love that because okay like they're, they're trying to demonstrate okay you know technology doesn't work in everything yeah but you know me I I go a step further and I'm like okay if you were only limited to horsepower literal horsepower <laughs> You wouldn't want to drag around a car because they're, no. they're like a couple tons.
1: This is long before like Cadillacs became fiberglass like this. Yes, yeah, is...
2: especially then. Geez, <laughs> that, that poor horse. How, how are they even managing to do that?
1: You can make a perfectly good carriage out of wicker and wood. Yeah. I mean, you could take like the axles
2: maybe from the from the car and just put a put a <laughs> couple of wood planks on it. and You're good to go. And said this guy's making that poor horse lug around an entire car. <laughs> like even if you even if you took the engine out it, it would still yeah, be really I don't heavy <laughs> like, well, why is he doing it to the poor horse come on like, there's not even it's not even a whole lot of food to give the horse
1: it's a literal, literal ton of steel
2: yeah j- just for no reason uh but but i guess you know they, they're just trying to you know kind of visually make a point so you know they probably didn't want us to put that much thought into it
1: um a yep a 1963 Chevy II weighed 2 weighed 2,445 pounds. Like you
2: couldn't, you know, you couldn't even put anything in it.
1: With, with... A 63 Chevy and Paula weighed 3,305 pounds.
2: You know, like, that's a heavy I,
1: car.
2: <laughs> literally, that guy's got to be just riding around for fun because you, could, you couldn't put anything in that the, the horse would not walk to pull
1: it. <sighs> oh
2: my god yeah and the funny th- funniest thing is those are the people who survived the nuclear poly-
1: apocalypse <laughs> well clearly the radiation has gotten to their brain a little bit
2: I, a, a little bit probably um so the these people in uh, any town usa they find uh, uh they find some uh, some canned goods that are before the war and they, and they make it a point to, to, to mention that it's, you know, it's from before the war. I, I think you could generally assume that because, you know, after the nuclear war, there's probably not a whole lot of a whole lot of factories still still churning out canned foods. I'm, I'm just no throwing throwing a, a shot in the dark no, there.
1: No one's printing like Bush's baked beans labels after a nuclear war. <laughs>
2: No, I mean, if anything, maybe they've managed to fire up the machines and they're just writing on it in Sharpie. <laughs> Jelly green
1: beans. giant. yes.
2: And it doesn't even say that; it's just ho ho ho, and you just know it's
1: <laughs> got it. It's got green, it, green, green beans. beans. <laughs> yes.
2: Um, so they've discovered this uh, canned food, but uh, the the townspeople are waiting for uh, for for Mister Goldsmith to come back. Uh, from the old man in the cave and tell them whether or not the food has been uh, has been contaminated.
1: So clearly right off the bat here, gold goldsmith is a Moses figure and the old man in the cave is God. At least the old man in the cave is God.
2: This episode is a lot deeper than I ever thought. (laughs)
1: <laughs> i mean moses going up to the mountain he's the only one that can talk to him before he comes down with the 10 commandments or if you ask mel brooks 15 commandments then 10 right. commandments after he drops one um so i i don't know maybe the moses thing is a stretch but obviously the the old man in the cave is god Adrian,
2: mean, first of all with uh being in a metal can i, I... I, I don't know about this. This would be a question for the uh, the Bulletin of Concerned Scientists. I feel like canned goods would actually actually do pretty well.
1: I would think so, too, um, uh, unless
2: they were literally sitting outside, um, <laughs> you know, when the when the nuclear bomb went off. It seems like it seems like canned goods would actually do pretty well.
1: I would imagine um, I would imagine they're not good uh, conductors of radioactivity.
2: No, I I, I wouldn't think so. Plus, you know, like I said, unless they were literally sitting outside, they're they're in a building and in a container. There's a lot of yeah. levels, you know, oh, that yeah. you have to go through, and you don't actually have to do all that much to to stop uh, radioactivity. It's just if a nuclear bomb went off, that would it, it'd be bad. You know, it would it would be bad. A, t- lot, a lot of things would happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so. I, I so, so you're thinking biblically. I'm thinking of all the all the practical considerations. There's a lot of holes <laughs> in this episode that that you probably hadn't horse, thought of
1: before. Horses pulling Chevy Impalas. Uh, and the
2: uh, the uh, eventually, uh, Mr. Goldsmith comes back with a, a message from the um, uh, from the old man in the cave, which seems to basically kind of speak in fortune cookies.
1: Yes, a hundred percent.
2: Uh, but. You know the the gist is, don't eat the food; it's contaminated.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: So then, um, it's a busy day there. Eat the <laughs> I eat, at the end of the day, like, what what's the worst that could happen? You know, you grow
1: another eye, like Blinky. And
2: especially if um, you know, at some point, you're going to get to the point where you're hungry enough that you're like, you know what, I'm going to chance it.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
2: especially because, and, and we do see this. Um, you know they've tried growing their own food and it has not had great results right which um you know that I, I know that uh uh in uh chernobyl the frogs have turned black in, in you know because of the radiation yeah. they they've gone from like bright green to black because because of the radiation it seems like eventually uh you know plant and animal life would adapt to it and if they've had 10 years seems like they probably would
1: I think I I think we're not working with the smartest group of people. Again, you go back to the horse with the car. Um, it's true. They're probably not going to be able to, like, substantially grow a crop of anything if they're if they're hitching a, a horse to a car.
2: Yeah, I mean, in, in fairness, we don't know what they did before the war. They, they may have they, they, they look like they're all, you know, full fledged adults and they weren't, you know, like like kids or teenagers when the bombs went off. Yeah. Uh, so they probably had jobs but they all might have been, you know, accountants and things like that. So they don't actually know anything about about growing food.
1: They can crunch some numbers, though, with the best of them.
2: Yeah. Well, and, the, and this is the 60s anyway, or at least it was in, 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 you know, when the when the bombs would have gone off. So, I mean, the nice thing is uh, they would have had like actual paper things with like instructions on how to do things instead of, Oh yeah. Um. you know, hey, look, I've got this iPad that used to have instructions on how to grow crops. <laughs> now it, it no, doesn't I have much I can charge it. Yeah. Uh, so the, uh, the old man in the cave says that, uh, uh, you know, the food's contaminated and they shouldn't. And it's a busy day here in uh, any town USA because right about that time a group of soldiers uh, comes. And they, um, you know, they, they kind of have this, uh, hey, look, we're from the government. We're here to help. Right. You know, sort of thing going on. And uh, it, I, I don't think it's ever directly said, but uh, I, I would assume that they probably just found some uh, found some uniforms uh, postman style.
1: And yeah, they, just... they, they look. Like... <laughs> that is a very deep Kevin Costner cut. Yeah. <laughs> um... <laughs> Postman style, you know, postman style. Um, yeah. yeah, they're definitely raiders. They're definitely they just found uh, found uniforms and threw them on. That's what I gathered, at least. Uh,
2: yeah, th- that's what I gathered as well. And and uh, even though you saw a lot of biblical references in this that I didn't, and uh, and I was looking at the <laughs> practical stuff. There's one thing that we both landed on.
1: 100. Uh, <laughs> percent
2: So, for first of all. You know how, how sometimes, uh, you know, there's things that maybe you've uh, you've just always taken for granted and then you actually explain it to someone for the first time and you realize, wow, that seems kind of dumb. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I would. I I can't even imagine trying to explain to a group of people that come in. Hey, by the way, we've got this old man in a cave that tells us everything we should do.
1: And only I can see it.
2: And, and, and by the way, like, you know, I, I alluded to this a little bit earlier. These people were probably not young when the bombs went off. Like they weren't, it wasn't yeah. like they were, you know, seven or eight when the bombs went off. And so they're having to, you know, who, how did they end up in a situation where like this little town is just like, yes, we take our orders from the old man in the cave.
1: <laughs> well, you know, what's funny is they're, so they're, they're technically taking their orders from Goldsmith which who isn't that much older than everybody else. So they're basically taking orders from like a, you know, a colleague contemporary. Um,
2: Yeah. I I can't remember the first time that I saw this episode, but um, I was not expecting the, the ending that we have no, no spoilers or anything. I was expecting it was going to turn out that he was just writing messages and saying that it was from somebody else.
1: Yeah. uh, That's, that's, I think what was so great about this episode is that, you know there are so many so many uh Twilight Zone episodes that telegraph the ending, um, or it's just a straight up you know ripoff of an urban legend. Um this one honestly keeps you guessing until the end, and I think it the ending is, is is pretty great. Um, but you're right. The uh <laughs> once French gets into town, Goldsmith, you just imagine Goldsmith's gonna be like, this, this is gonna sound crazy, but <laughs> Yeah. We can't we can't eat the food until we ask the old man and the kid. And,
2: and and from that perspective, I'm like, how did how did like this this norm get established to begin with?
1: <laughs>
2: like I, so <laughs> That's I a guessing, really good question.
1: Like I, I, did I'm they... guessing
2: that I'm guessing that Goldsmith like knew the computer was there. I, you know, spoiler alert. Um <laughs> uh, like he, did did he know it was there? And so he was just he was just going there you know, to try to get information and, and, and taking it back. Like, I, I just don't understand how this would have happened. Like what was the first time he came back and said, I've got this message from an old man in a cave. I think we should do
1: this. What came first? Like, did, I mean, I, did it happen like that or did these people descend upon this town where there was just a guy talking to a computer that they didn't know about the computer. I, I don't know. It's the, the beginnings of that, it would be very interesting to kind of see and build out if this were like a, a 90 minute movie or something.
2: Yeah. I think we need a, like a, I think we need George Lucas to work on a prequel trilogy for, for the old man in the cave. I think <laughs> Definitely. That, that's what we really need. Uh, Cause I, I, also, I, I have so many questions.
1: Also, this is like literally God from a machine. Like this is literally Deus Ex Machina.
2: <laughs> they they ask the uh, computer, "Is there a god?" And the computer says, "There is now."
1: <laughs> That's an awesome episode.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> so so obviously the, uh, the 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 military men, assuming they actually are. Uh, the the ne'er do wells that came into town, they're a little suspicious of the old man in the cave, and they uh, they they basically uh, they they want to find out uh, who's this uh, person that's uh, that, that's making these people uh, do these things, and uh, ultimately they lead a uh, a bearing mob. They they might not be torchberry bearing mob. They 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 lead a mob of people uh, to the cave to 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 find this old man and uh, and 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 uh, you know. Hold them accountable for keeping them alive,
1: <laughs>
2: and they eventually learn that it's it's the femputer from uh, from uh, the, the, uh, the the Amazon planet on Futurama.
1: Yes, absolutely. Which here's the thing.
2: I, again, coming back to the fact that these people weren't kids when the bombs went off. They they you know they 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 were clearly adults when the bombs went off right. ten years ago. If you break into the cave and you see that it's not some random old man scribbling, you know, things on a piece of paper, you find out that it's like the last remaining computer on Earth, presumably.
1: I'm pretty stoked. Yeah. Like, aren't, aren't you like,
2: <laughs> yeah, let, let's do what the computer's saying.
1: <laughs> it's a computer. Um, this, this
2: makes way more sense than listening I to know, a random oh, old, man God, the
1: old man in a cave. No, I i also wonder how the computer like came to conclusions like how did it test the radiation mm-hmm. how did it like you know answer other questions that the the townsfolk had because i don't know it still <laughs> it may have been better than it was just a crazy old man yeah i, I an oracle i
2: i um yeah, th- that's the thing that I don't get is is their reaction to finding out that it's a it's a computer. Is I would be like, okay, this makes sense. It's it's running you know millions of calculations a second, and it's decided this is what we need to do to survive.
1: Okay, let's do it. So, yeah, I mean, I would be I would be completely on board, even more so on board than, yeah. than I would originally. Um, so, to my point, that the message of this episode could be. That religion is necessary not to keep people in line, but as a fail safe to get them to act civilized and quote unquote good toward one another is yeah. the second. This is not the second this is found out, but the second is the, the as this is found out, that's when people, you know, uh, that's when they fight, right? That's when everybody basically dies.
2: Yeah, or, well, or well, first eat the they food first they beat up the computer how dare you keep us alive <laughs> they kill um, God Keith they kill God they they kill calculus rules <laughs> um so so they they kill uh they kill the computer and then they decide hey what does this computer know we're gonna eat all this food yes and then basically uh the next scene that we see is everybody dead except for except for Goldsmith because he he didn't eat the food.
1: So, I just I don't know where this episode was going., um, not that every single episode has to have a message, but mm-hmm. um I don't know it's it's definitely one to watch if you've never seen it. It comes off as yeah. kind of like the storytelling can be slow at points, but if you have patience, this is this is definitely an episode that is every bit of its runtime, unlike you know a lot of other episodes where you know it's six, seven minutes of storytelling stretched out this is this is good and you got Pat garrity so
2: yeah exactly i don't know uh, where the episode was going but the people of the village were going nowhere fast since they had a horse pulling a car
0: behind it mr goldsmith survivor an eyewitness to man's imperfection an observer of the very human trait of greed and the chronicler of the last chapter the one reading suicide Not a prediction of what is to be, just a projection of what could be. This has been The Twilight Zone.
1: Gabatron?